Looking to try crowdfunding? Check out episode 34 with Tyler from Inkbox for all the info. This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain, where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put sexy into supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. Welcome back, everyone. As always, thanks for tuning in to Two Babes Talk Supply Chain. You are going to love this episode. We have Alan here from Metaverse to talk to us all about the ever-popular virtual reality and supply chain. Alan Smithson is an entrepreneur and investor who has always been on the cutting edge of emerging technologies. After graduating from the University of Guelph with a molecular biology degree, Alan realized technology and music were his passions. He pursued a career in the DJ industry, which developed into AV production and DJ company, Star Productions, Inc., leading to the creation of the Emulator, the world's first touchscreen DJ system. His latest endeavor as co-founder and CEO of Metaverse has entered him into the world of virtual and augmented reality experiences, becoming a leader in business applications for AR and VR, and providing insights into this exploding field of technologies. Welcome to the show, Alan. Just to let everyone know, Nick is geeking out a little bit because Alan brought a VR headset to the studio today, and you I don't know what... probably hear it going on in the background. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm currently in like a haunted house, and there's a couple ghosts around. <laughs> Um, there's this gentleman on the bed that's actually getting attacked by a ghost right now. I was on a train earlier. Um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place here. Awesome. Awesome. So welcome to the show, Alan. Thanks Amazing. For, thanks for helping Nick out today. I mean, we talk about drones and Dr- technology all close. the time, but at least he's got to try it out today. Give me a phone for a second. We're going to take a picture of Nick with this on his head in the studio. And then what we're going to do, you're going to put this as the title because that he looks ridiculous. <laughs> hey, Nick, look over here. Hopefully it's that way. Yeah. (laughs) So thanks for having me on the show. This is wonderful. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So why don't we get started with the first question? I mean, what exactly is virtual reality and how is it different from augmented reality or AI? It's awesome, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) So virtual reality, as, as Nick can attest, is taking you to another world. So Nick said he was on a train, he was in space, or I don't know what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, I am in space now. I was trying to reach the <laughs> asteroids and meteoroids. But, yeah, see, uh, virtual reality takes you to a completely different world that fully surrounds you and immerses you, whereas augmented reality allows you to still see the world that you're in and then superimpose data and uh, graphics on top of that world. So I think in the long term, what we're going to see is we're going to see a merge of VR and AR become one thing. So you'll wear one pair of glasses and you'll just have a slider for immersion. So you'll be, you know, zero immersion, meaning you're just seeing the world out, outside, and then full immersion, being able to black out the full world and be in a different uh, environment altogether. Very cool. How does that differ from AI is completely different, right? Yeah, our, AI is artificial intelligence, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll touch on that maybe at the end of, the, of okay. the talk. But I think artificial intelligence and Internet of Things and augmented and virtual reality, I think, are all going to coalesce and become one really amazing technology that's moving this full world forward. Awesome, awesome. So what are the advantages to corporations to incorporate virtual reality into their supply chain? So I think the the low-hanging fruit for this is just giving people an understanding of how big certain procedures are, certain uh, facilities. So for example, doing a, a warehouse tour 
of a giant, you know, fulfillment warehouse, many people don't get to see the inner workings of a, of a warehouse. We actually created a pitch for a, a very large um, shipping company, uh, which will remain uh, nameless because they didn't buy it. But the idea was that you got to take a tour of the whole facility as, as if you were the package driving through the, the, you, um, through the conveyor belts and then the trucks and the planes and really kind of understanding the sheer scale of the shipping world because I think most people in the world don't understand that. And I think that's a really easy way for people to get into virtual and augmented reality is really create uh, a virtual environment um, and show people what exists. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely agree with that. So you talked about warehousing. You know, what are some of the advantages to the logistics industry or a logistics company with incorporating VR? I mean, you said in the warehouse, you know, you could be a package. Could somebody be able to actually see their inventory? And so be I think able it goes to... way, way beyond that. Okay. I think what we're going to see is uh, in augmented reality, it'll, it'll allow, you know, let's say a forklift driver to put on a pair of glasses and now see a really clear path. Of, here's the line on the ground that you're going to follow this yellow line and follow it to where you need to be. And also there can be warnings, you know, uh, warnings of people driving or walking. It can give you heads up warnings. It can give you exact pick and pack of what you need. And they're actually building barcode readers right into the glasses now so that you can grab a package off the shelf, look at it, it scans automatically and then add it to your inventory on your whatever it is you're doing. And I think that gives a complete hands-free approach to, to doing anything in a warehouse. And the same can be, be said for drivers driving. You know, uh, using your mobile phone is very dangerous while driving. But if you had a heads-up display that gave you all the information you needed as to the quickest routes, um, you know, where things are in the truck, being able to, to literally just look at a package and it recognizes the barcode and, you know, you don't have to scan it. It just automates things a lot quicker. Yeah. And it's basically, imagine putting your... Your computer was in your desktop or a laptop. Now it's in a phone. Now it's going to be in a pair of glasses. Yeah. So that's really, I mean, we're not getting too far out and, and we're just changing the way people compute a little bit. Yeah. Well, and talk about efficiency. Yeah. Well, that's the whole idea with anything that uh, really drives industry. It's efficiency. If you don't, if it doesn't make it more efficient, then why are you doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So what would be some of the challenges that companies will face to bring VR into supply chain? I think uh, the challenge is that it's going to come really, really fast. And we've already seen in the last uh, 12 months, we've seen the launch of HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, PlayStation, Microsoft's HoloLens, uh, a number of uh, other kind of commercial industrial uh, units. And I think the biggest challenge for companies is knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's why we actually started Metaverse is to be an advisor, uh, consultant to big brands to know what technology to get into right now and what technology is going to be able to uh, to make them future-proof and give them um, a much bigger advantage over their competition. I like that word, future-proof. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's even about like where to start. That's, I think, the biggest question. And most of what we've been doing over the last year is educating. We've done a lot of talks. We've done a lot of podcasts. Education is the key because people need to try VR. It's not something that you can say, hey, look, this is VR on a 2D screen. You cannot explain virtual reality in words or in videos, it has to be experienced. Mm -hmm. And showing millions of people virtual reality is really, you know, it's a challenge. And, you know, for yeah. any company, Microsoft or HTC or PlayStation, their biggest challenge is showing as many people VR as possible. So we've done every everything we can to put VR in front of, or an NAR in front of as many people as possible. And we've done events, uh, conferences, speaking engagements. We've been on the tour, it's crazy. 
Well, and I guess the the biggest thing for everybody to know is that it's here to stay. You know, it's okay. you there know, it's are literally, literally billions, like hundreds of billions, being poured into this right now, and it, I can't even. It's so big. HTC announced last year a ten billion dollar content fund. Wow! Just to make content for the headsets. So most of that will go towards gaming, and you know, half of it probably will go to enterprise solutions. But I think the the biggest challenge is now you have these headsets, you don't have a lot of content, you don't have mass scale. But Apple's coming out with theirs as well. So, you know, you've got the biggest player in mobile phones in the world not in the game yet. Right. So as soon as they come in the game, it's going to be a mad rush. Mm -hmm. And every day, every um, Android phone is going to be what's called daydream ready. And that's Google's platform for virtual reality. So right now, the two uh, mobile phone vers uh, versions of virtual reality are Samsung's Gear VR. Mm -hmm. And you also have the uh, Google Daydream. And okay. so right now it only works with the Google phone, the Pixel phone. Huawei has announced that their new phones are all daydream friendly and, compa and uh, compatible. And so really you're going to have this massive uptake of VR-ready mobile phones. And then in the near future, uh, you're going to have mobile phones be the really dominant player. And I think what's going to happen is these phone-based uh, virtual reality and augmented reality systems are really going to... Uh, catapult what's coming and maybe that's you know a pair of augmented reality glasses that Apple brings on that look like a pair of you know Ray-Bans or yeah, something sunglasses, that's, you yeah. know, people don't want to wear a big clunky thing on their head everybody knows that but yeah. it's day one of this and where it's really going in the in kind of the long term is that they're trying to make contact lenses that yeah. have this and so Amazing. Uh, there's a company called Magic Leap and they raised 1.4 billion dollars wow. raised on a 4 billion valuation um, Google and Disney were the investors, the main investors in that. And what they're working on is a different type of technology that uses light fields. And basically, you have the computing part in your pocket, and then you the glasses can put real photorealistic holograms in real life. And you know, right now we have Microsoft HoloLens, which is a, a headset that you wear that puts holograms in 3D space. And then while it's really cool, it's still wearing a big clunky headset because the right. entire computing unit is built into the headset. The field of view is very limited, so you know there's still some big hurdles to overcome. But you have every single tech company in the world working on it. Amazon, um, you know, I'm going to talk. You know, supply chain. You've got Amazon working on virtual reality stores, virtual reality shopping. You've got Alibaba promised to make all of their products within VR, so that you can put put a VR headset in and go shopping for Alibaba. Wow. You've got uh, Google, obviously, is a huge player in it. Samsung, Apple, Intel, uh, Qualcomm, everybody's making this now. So mm -hmm. it's really, really, this is not going away. This is the next future of computing. The way I explained it in my talks, you have the radio and the radio revolutionized human communication. Now you could spread your, your message around the world. Then you had the television, which obviously we all, everybody's got a television. And then you had the internet and computers, and that was a massive shift from in communication then. Then you had that in your pocket and a mobile phone. And now you have virtual and augmented reality. It's amazing where breaking we've come news, from. guys. We got breaking news. I just made a potion here. <laughs> I just mixed three He's in fantastic beasts. I, I making was... potions. This is pretty awesome. I just made some lion guys. He has literally not taken it off since the podcast started. <laughs> no, no. I, I am listening, but I'm also in another world here making potions. It's a hard day at my life here. I was gonna check in and see what kind of worlds you were in. It looked it looked like you had a wand in your hand, so yeah, I, no, I, I figured I, you were doing something. I, I got the wand back. I'm just kind of doing some spells here and. Uh, 
you know, just So imagine now you can use this for training. So you, you run a warehouse and you need to train thousands of p people on emergency evacuation procedures. Uh, you know, KLM just did a, a training seminar where they took 360 video of a, of a hangar and there was a fire breakout in the hangar. And so you're in the hangar and you have to make a decision. Do I, A, call for help? Do I, B, run for the hills? Or do I, C, grab an, extent, uh, an extinguisher and put the fire out? So you have this video, it kind of stops. You have to make a decision. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the fire out with an extinguisher. Now I got to decide which extinguisher to use because is it a chemical fire? Is it a uh, air fuel fire? Or is it an electrical fire? And different extinguishers have different things in it. Right. So you can teach people this on paper. You can teach them on e-learning. But nothing is as impactful as doing it. And in virtual reality, your brain doesn't know that you didn't do it. It thinks you did it because it, you're fully immersed in it. Right. And the education platform of virtual reality is literally endless. Yeah. Literally endless. So we're working on something with uh, the Toronto District School Board. We've pitched them on bringing virtual reality into the schools in, in the form of you know a box where you'd have a, a number of different headsets. And then while teachers can guide the students through the ex exhibition or through the, the you know, lesson, the people, the students get to choose where they look. They get to choose what they experience and what they do. And I think that that's going to be really, really impactful. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's going to be the future of education for sure. So going back to companies then, what kind of savings can a corporation expect by incorporating VR? Like we talked about efficiencies, yeah. you know, we talked about training. Yep. You wouldn't have to maybe send someone I to... I think it's just you, the efficiencies are going to be all across the board. So you're going to have, you know, with virtual reality training, for example, you're going to be able to train people uh, much quicker, much more effective. And that leads to, you know, less confusion, uh, higher retention rates of education, and also gives people a better satisfaction of their workplace. Because when you introduce virtual and augmented reality, it's a, strange things happen in that the company that introduces it is seen as a leader. And you actually can, can retain sta uh, staff. You can also use it for HR, which is amazing. And I think just the HR angle alone, being able to show somebody, hey, this is our head office. Check it out. Come work for right. us. That's being used already. Uh, a lot of universities in the U.S. are using virtual tours to recruit students. It's a hmm. big business. So I think the money savings um, in virtual reality and augmented reality, augmented reality, I think, is more so for the, the um, supply chain because imagine the efficiency of being able to, to have these glasses on and have the executives in the head office being able to see the warehouse in three dimensions and see data overlaid on top of that. Right. And then the warehouse worker who's actually doing that that work of picking and packing or whatever it is they're working on really can can see that same data and you know maybe it's a different format but bringing everybody together in a visual data set that's never been seen before yeah. you know I, I walked through an office today and you know a, sh a shipping office and everybody had these green screens of you know 1980s style line text screens that sucks. Nobody wants <laughs> yeah. to stare at a green screen all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and, and nobody, wants to, nobody wants to stare at, uh, you know, an Excel spreadsheet all day. Imagine that Excel spreadsheet gave you context. You were looking at the warehouse from a 360 view and showed you that in a really unique way. I mean, we're only scratching the surface of where this is going, yeah. but 
you know, the possibilities are endless. Well, I'm thinking even inventory, right? Inventory. You do inventory. You, visual inventory. You look at the wall, it shows you what's there. Yeah. Like, uh, well, and the customer could be a part of it, right? Because the warehouse does the inventory and then it's sent back yep. to them. And, you know, it's really a manual process right it's, now. But to have them involved, to have them there, to see what you're doing, yep. to be able to say, oh, you know, maybe not that one or that one's in the wrong spot or I, like, what about I don't security? Know. What about putting 360 cameras into uh, high secure areas where security now, instead of having a, a little remote control that they zoom around on, they can put on a headset and literally be there. Be there with their product. With yeah. The, you know, if there's a, an alert, they put on the headset and they can instantly see it. See it. It's yeah. not like, you know, where is this? What's going on? You can really be there and, and understand it. Um, I think there's going to be a big push for police cars to have 360 degree, you know, things. Uh, also packages, you know, if you want to be able to, to, to track what's going on in a warehouse, you can have these cameras everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the cameras are getting smarter. They're able to do face detection. They're able to do, you know, barcode detection, stuff like that. Um, it's really going to get crazy with 360 video. Amazing. I wonder how they're going to do that with like freight. You know what I mean? Well, can you can you imagine being able to see your container on the ship? Yeah. Anytime, real time. Yeah. But I think it'd be pretty boring. Probably. <laughs> but imagine you could, you know, you could have a 360 camera that's on the ship and, and, you know, you don't need to see every container, but it'd be really cool to stand on our cargo ship and look around. Like, yeah. you know, people, I've been on a cargo ship once, but many people haven't. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's. I haven't. I've been in the industry oh for 20 God. years, but a I have not ship, been on a cargo ship. A cargo ship's really impressive. It's, is it? The sheer size is just, you oh, can't yeah, it's fathom massive. it. So even just yeah. giving people the tour of a cargo ship and seeing you know, you're, you've got 50 feet above you of these giant container ships and you're walking down this little aisle and knowing that this one ship is holding, you know, a billion dollars worth of merchandise or whatever it is yeah. and being able to visualize that. And for people that are, let's say, uh, shipping companies or airline companies, they could actually see their entire fleet in VR and be able to kind of manage their fleet uh, through a visualization that they've never had before. Yeah, that would be amazing. And I think it might increase understanding as well. Of course. Right? Because right now, you don't really see the ships. You don't know what they look like. If something happens, and let's face it, Listen, you're ship driving a happens. Ship, ship happens. You're driving across, you know, or you're, you're, you're piloting a ship across the ocean. Yeah. The ocean's very unforgiving. Sometimes there's waves, and sometimes those waves knock the ship over. Well, maybe show people what that looks like. Yeah. You know, and then they wouldn't be so mad when they realize that their, you know, billion dollars of cargo went is at the bottom of the ocean. Right. So, That's what I was kind of I mean, trying to get at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's going to help us, or not us, but help with uh, lost or damaged freight. Yeah. Right? It will minimize that. Yeah. Because Definitely. people will be looking at it a lot more. I think the other thing that, you know, I, I mentioned AI and, and uh, Internet of Things. The definite thing that's going to happen is uh, there's a volume control on the bottom of that. Or on the are side, you, rather. Are you at a concert? Um, <laughs> looks like he's singing away. I'm, uh, I thought he was talking to somebody earlier, yeah. so I don't yeah, know what's no, happening well, over I, there. I was with a dinosaur, and I was feeding <laughs> him and giving him potions and stuff. But now I'm actually experiencing a city. And it's traffic. It looks like Amazing. the 401. Oh, there's, look, it must be Toronto. There's a plane going by. It's like we're on the 427 or something. Um, yeah. Cargo. He's, he's witnessing it firsthand right now. Exactly. So now, one of the things that I think would be so cool is imagine you had a pair of glasses. 
you're wearing these glasses and they're part of your everyday life and you know you've got your holograms and you've got your you know if I look at you your LinkedIn profile comes up so I know who you are I can add you all these things but imagine just look simple as looking up at an airplane and the data of what that plane is where it's going and how many passengers are on board and you know where it's been and People would love that. They would line that. the streets right? to take pictures of the airplanes yeah. or take a look at them or whatever. And you can also, you know, do something like Snap did with a pair of glasses that takes 10 seconds of video when you hit the button. Because that's really what we, we're living in a society that does 10 seconds of everything. I would yeah. even like those glasses for the airplane. So when I got an airplane coming in, I could see, oh, yeah, look yeah. at your altitude. Okay, you're about to land. I might as well make my way so to the, the airport. That's a great point. Exactly. So. I don't know if you know this, but we do a lot of um, aircrafts. Nick does them all. Okay. So we clear a lot of aircrafts, right? Or aircraft parts and, yes. and aircrafts air, air, as well. AOGs, anything related with uh, aircraft, yeah. And um, so he's constantly at different times of day or night or whatever having to go there to oh, help wow. clear the, the, the... Yeah, you could just have a, a literally a live stream 360 camera now live streaming to your headset. You could physically look around and go, okay, that's cleared. You don't need to be there. The, the other big thing that we've been uh, working with some clients for is to be able to bring this, let's say investors, we work in the mining industry a lot and bringing investors to the mine. Who wants to fly to the Congo, drive 14 hours into a mine site just to make sure that it's actually there mm -hmm. and what they're saying that is happening is there. You can now film it and bring it back and show people in virtual reality. Um, oh. No, but I was even going to say like from a sales standpoint, from a logistics side, you know, you can introduce them to the team that's going to be handling their... In the warehouse that's going to be yeah. handling or it. Or even for customs or VR for free. for sales. Having a VR headset is very light. It works with your phone. Every sales rep should have one of these. I don't understand why this isn't a thing yet. We're actually working on a, a more streamlined version of it. Mm -hmm. But imagine just giving your sales rep a tool in their hand that put your customers inside your factory or you know, gave them the messaging, gave them the graphics, gave them the basic tour of your facility without having to fly them in. It's yeah. crazy. To fly How much in. more business would you close by saying, hey, you know, here, take a look at my factory. Look at exactly. the product. This is, Or what about even investment? This is the product that we're yeah. selling. This is the product that we're looking we're for a seed on, round for. On like some retail stuff, which is really interesting because... Imagine you go to a store and you, you pick up a headset that's, you know, there's some products in front of you. You pick up the headset, you look at the product that you want to you wanna learn about, and it comes to life. And now that product is not in a store. It's in, let's say you're looking at a speaker. You pick it up and now you're in a concert hall. And, right. and that thing is, you know, you're in a concert Actually, hall. Actually, where the product makes conceptual sense. You're, you're buying a pair of skis. Well, now you're on a ski slope, right? You're looking at the skis at the top of Whistler. So, right now, I'm actually looking at a Nissan Rogue doing a test and like seeing what I want to buy. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. So let me I'm, ask I'm, you a I'm, question. I'm, I'm just going to say here, I hope you're not buying all these apps. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I am not making any purchases. <laughs> oh my God, in-app purchases. He's got my password. Yeah, oh. no, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, but uh, on the retail side, <laughs> if you were to look at a garment, let's yep. say, and let's say you wanted to buy it on the spot. Yep. Could you do that through the VR? So everybody's working on uh, virtual commerce. So the idea is that you you can now, anybody at home with a phone can, can have a, a very cheap Google Cardboard or some sort of uh, VR viewer. So the Daydream is, I think, $59 or $69. You know, it's fairly cheap once you have the phone. Right. And everybody's going to have these phones. They'll all be VR ready. So you just slot your phone in, you put it on your head, and now you can, you know, see whatever products. 
the trick of it is we're not in the habit of doing that. We're not in the habit of sticking our phones on our head. Right. We look yeah, down yeah, at yeah. it and that's great. But I think what, what needs to happen with virtual commerce is we need to merge the two worlds of e-commerce where you can now see your products in three dimensions on a 2D screen. So you can spin them around. You can look at them up, down, left, right, zoom right in. But then you can hit a button and now that same product is in front of you and all the feature sets are there and it's, you know, maybe you're uh, like on a ski hill or whatever. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to explain this. So this is a little two minute and 45 second YouTube video. You're in a Nissan Rogue, but you're driving through the Star Wars Rogue yeah. One. <laughs> this awesome. is like heaven. <laughs> so that's the branding. I mean, the, the capabilities of this technology for branding is absolutely insane. Yeah. Insane. Amazing, eh? Well, because I remember when, when I was... When, well, the next part of this is he wanted, He actually reached out and tried to put in drive. Well, the next version of these will be like a pair of haptic gloves. I actually got to try them. Right. And you'll have gloves where no matter, you know, if you want to grab a steering wheel, it'll feel like you're grabbing the steering wheel and you'll be wow. able to drive in your, wheel, in your bedroom. <laughs> That's a microphone. <laughs> so I remember when I was at your event a few yeah. months ago, um, you put a headset on because I really wanted to see what it could do for warehousing yeah. and things like that. So I put the headset on, and if I focused on a dot, it took me to that area yeah. in the room. I just thought it was so – and then I could look around the room from that point. It's called point. gaze control. So what happened was the original uh, headsets didn't have um, didn't have controllers with them. The new G Samsung and the new Google have controllers that come with them now, so you can almost like a little mouse. Um, but the original one, you had to tap your forehead, which is kind of dumb. It's not natural. So what they did was they created uh, gaze control, whereas you see a dot in the in the you know distance. You look at that dot, and it and it after a second t transports mm -hmm. you there. And that seems to be kind of the most um, the most used way to select things. And that, the one that you were in was probably a, a virtual tour, I think it was. Yeah, so it was um, an art display, kind Sweet. of in a warehouse. So cool. But I was transcending, like, walls. Yeah, like, of course. Like, you know, I didn't have to go one way or another. I was going from one dot to another, and yep. there might have been a wall in between. But I went right through that wall, yeah, which did. was really cool. And one of the interesting things, when you put people in virtual reality and walk them, put them in a room with something in, in front of them, Almost every single person walks around that that virtual object if they need to move. So with the with the headset that uh, the Nick's using right now, it has what's called four degrees of freedom, meaning you can look up, down, left, right. Whereas the more professional stuff that you hook up to a computer has room tracking, which allows you to do up, down, left, right, and then move forward, wow. back, up, down. Like you have motion, you can move around and you can walk in a room. And so what the kind of, the penultimate of this would be is to create these mobile phone-based headsets that have what they call inside-out tracking, okay. meaning the headset allows you to walk around your own space. And it knows based on cameras that, okay, there's a chair here. And instead of being a chair, because you're, maybe you're, you're making potions, instead of being a chair, it's a magical potion bottle. Because it knows it's a chair, it knows it needs to mask it so you don't walk into it. And right. it puts something there digitally. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so all, that's... How long do you think it will take VR to fully integrate into supply chains? Oh. Like, what are we talking here? Are well, we supply talking... chains are typically antiquated. Um, it's really one of those industries that's ripe for disruption. And I think based on the current trajectory of VR and AR, I think you're going to see companies like the, the big companies like FedEx and UPS are probably, if they're not already using it, it would surprise me. 
um, using the augmented glasses to just give people data, heads up data, that's going to be in the next three, let's say two, three years. I think using virtual reality for tours and sales, two, three years. Where it comes really, you know, beyond that is augmented reality, really, really, you know, intense production uh, uses. And that's probably five to 10 years out. Okay. And then, you know, I think enterprise solutions, especially, you know, supply chain, it doesn't matter what you're in. Enterprise solutions are going to be a faster adoption, in my opinion, than the mass consumer market. And the simple, the simple reason is it's, it, it increases productivity. Yeah. It's actually useful. And so once people realize that they can use it for training, sales, all of these different things, it's it makes no sense not to use it. Right, right. Okay. So is the um, I'm about the to future? go skydiving. Yeah, you are. That one might make you sick. Be careful. That's oh, another no, problem with awesome. VR is that if it's oh, shot no. poorly or if it's this made poorly, awful. you can make people sick. Oh, no. Yeah. And so it, it seems to be most most professional companies now are, are starting to make. It's OK. Videos. His projectile will go to Mike. So yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with all this stuff. This is awesome. Okay. This okay. is GoPro, so it should be pretty oh, good. GoPro is good. They know. So is the future after VR? Is it AI? And how will AI, do you think, how will that affect the supply chain? So you're talking about two completely different things. So AR and VR are kind of a visual communication medium. Okay. AI is, is a machine learning. So it's basically like robotics, using, I guess. No, using computers okay. to learn about things and program themselves. So, okay. so imagine a customer service, for example. You have millions of people asking the same questions over and over and over again. Well, this computer algorithm will learn those questions and be able to spit out human-like responses to those questions. And we're okay. already seeing that with Amazon. So... Based on your shopping, Amazon has an AI algorithm that will now present you more products that are right, okay. that are like what you what you enjoy. Netflix uses it. Uh, there's a number of H and R Block. Didn't they just so, partner with? Oh my God. And isn't Watson? So I was having this conversation with my mom over dinner, and I, I was telling her how artificial intelligence, uh, autonomous vehicles, AR and VR are really going to disrupt the world and it's going to change the world in a ways that we've never seen in human history we're going to make lots of people unemployed and that's not a bad thing we we always think of the employment rates as you know what we decide as an economy but what if we didn't have to work as humans what if we, down the road computers did most of the stupid jobs that we do today and, and i'm not saying that driving a truck is stupid it's just driving across the country do people really want to do that is that a job that we need to do by humans? So that that job, by the way, if you're a truck driver and you're listening to this or you own a fleet of vehicles, every vehicle, every truck, uh, I'm not saying cars just yet, but every truck is going to be autonomous, in my guess, between five and ten years. Wow. Every truck. And we're going to have uh, a retrofit of trucks that you'll be able to bolt on a kit and make your tr truck drive itself. Because one, you can drive it 24-7. Mm -hmm. Two, it's more fuel efficient because it's exactly driving the, the precise speed and, and velocity based on wind and all these other factors. It's safer. And you don't have to pay anybody to be in it. Right. Now, what do we do with all these millions of people that are now unemployed? We need to develop more arts. We need to develop you know, more family-based things, so more education. Give people other tools and you know, really transition people from working for money to you know, creating... Uh, other world, you know, other things in the in the world that are more sustainable, you know, and, and this working to to buy things, I think, is really fundamentally going to change when, you know, VR, AR, AI 
and autonomous vehicles become a real thing. I'm getting a little philo- philosophical on this. That's okay. But back we to like Watson, philosophical. <laughs> back to Watson, you've got, uh, you know, I said to my mom, we were having dinner, and she says, oh, well, that's not going to happen. I said, oh, mom, things like low-level accounting jobs, they're gone. As soon as an AI algorithm, as soon as a computer can do it better than a human, why would you pay a human to do it? A computer's free. It's just electricity. Then you've got, you know, Which, and then I mean. she left my house and we had a bit of a fight because, you know, this worries people. You know, people from older generations don't understand the concept that, you know, entire industries can be wiped out by, by this. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as she left my house, I was looking on LinkedIn and IBM announced a partnership with, with their uh, AI algorithm called Watson. They announced a partnership with H&R Block. And that was exactly what I told her. Low-level accounting jobs, gone. Right. So, yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. We, th- we need to figure out some sort of minimum uh, minimum uh, income for people. Yeah. So. Yeah, things are definitely going to change with yes. all of this. Absolutely. So we've come to the last question, kind of the sure. end of the interview. So what's next for Metaverse? What are you guys up to? Without getting too crazy, we're going to raise a very large uh, investment fund, and it'll be vir- virtual and augmented reality companies uh, will be able to apply to the investment fund, and the investment fund will be focused on virtual and augmented reality enterprise solutions. Awesome. So, so for businesses. On, exactly. Yeah. If you're working on something, uh, what we found over the last two years is that there are a lot of people making a lot of really, really cool enterprise solutions, but what they don't have, they, they lack maybe maybe they lack funding, maybe they lack connections, maybe they lack a sales team, maybe they lack marketing. And so by kind of helping them and building this infrastructure around them, we're able to help them scale en masse. And we're going to focus on Canada at the beginning and then scale to the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, and it's just going to help business. It too, helps everybody. Right? It's going to, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we, as, as experts in this field, we've really, uh, you know, come to a, a crossroads. Do we continue building our own products and, and offering services to our clients? Or do we really think much bigger than that and, bring this to the bigger world. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, it's just amazing. We can't wait to watch what you guys are going to do at Metaverse. So everybody, you know, tune in, go to their website, metaverse.com. Yeah, and it's M-E-T-A-V-R-S-E.com. Of course it is. V-R-S-E. I love it. I love it. So, wow, nothing but straight tech talk on the show today. But it really shows where the industry is headed. Thank you, Alan, for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. And make sure that uh, you check out their website, metaverse.com. Yes, thank you for letting me experience this. How was it? It's awesome, dude. Amazing. I am so hooked. Like, I'm going to have to go buy one of these now. Are you struggling to make the most out of your supply chain and keep your orders moving efficiently? IceCorp is your supply chain specialist, and they specialize in e-commerce, retail, and drop ship distribution. They will provide you with tailor-made solutions that will drive your business and sales forward. Get your free assessment. Visit them at icecorplogistics.com. Check out their learning center as they have some great free resources waiting for you. What a great episode. Virtual reality is quickly becoming a topic we are all talking about on a daily basis. And boy, did I have fun during this episode. I was in my own little world. Next week, we, me, Sarah, and Mike are actually talking about stories that we have incurred in 3PL and Freight Forwarding. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google, and you'll never miss another episode. This episode was produced by Mike Mizurek. We are your hosts, Nick and Sarah. 
Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, ship happens.